0: This is a Crow's Nest Podcast. Welcome to Titanic Talkline. I am Alexia. Per usual, that never changes. And this week, I am joined by a now a good friend of mine who we've been communicating back and forth for such a long time. Mike, how are you?
1: I'm good. Finally, uh, glad to finally have the interview. Like it was a bit of oh. a curse, really.
0: It did. I'm so sorry to give listeners a small background. I think <laughs> it was like you had a t- you got COVID. And then I had a tech issue, and then you had a conflict, and then I got sick.
1: Yeah, it was like, yeah, like we started April or something. Then, first, you had a researching conflict. Then, I forgot because I got COVID. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then, I think I forgot another time. And then, because I am very good with dates, I was also late (laughs) today. And then, you blew your voice out
0: yeah i got i it's funny I, w- I didn't have covid but people thought that i did but every once in a while i get like an in- insane allergic reaction where i cough so mm-hmm. much it just blows the voice out and i'm like well that's rude i you mean know, of course true, once it's I, gone
1: <laughs> i was of getting word because there were like a solid two months i think between when it happened and when we finally talked today so i was I'm... like so i was like surely she ain't dead <laughs>
0: oh gosh yeah no it's it's so it, yeah and again when i do this thing with my voice you know i always hope it'll come back in like a month like not a month like a week or so it yeah. always inevitably takes like six to eight weeks in and when it happens to me so it is always this stupid adventure that goes on way longer than it needs to
1: yeah, uh, it, was, yeah it was yeah like it's 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 a fun gimmick i suppose that you have a cursed interview with it was like Holy shit! Like I think, <laughs> like I have the mail in front of me. I think we started chatting in April. It was a while ago, uh, and it's crazy. just been
0: what's that book series? A series of unfortunate events.
1: It's yeah, been a
0: bit like that.
1: Yeah, that, no, it wasn't April, but the first um mail I have was in the middle of June for a interview in the end of July. That's right. Now we are almost in December, so it took a good. No, nearly took half a year. That's it. Jesus.
0: My God. It's all. <laughs> this was longer than the Titanic existed. And I think that's yeah.
1: kind of upsetting in its own way. I, mean, but... I, th- I think if we rescheduled a few more times, we would have had the build period of the complete Titanic before we finally got to it. I think so. I
0: think if I, if we kept on getting it any longer, I could have actively scheduled it for April 14th.
1: Yeah, we were talking about like you wanted to do it um, next year, but I was like. Um we have already put it off. With that, with that I know. Yeah, I get, like, it would have been a year.
0: I know. I just, I do batch recording for the interviews. I, I don't really do them. I think that if I put an episode out more than once a, nope, that's a lie. If I put it out more than once a week, I might do more frequent batch recordings, but I would still do mm-hmm. them in groups. Right. Um, And it's not to say that it's like, oh, it's such an inconvenience, but it is a little bit easier to kind of schedule, you know, 10 interviews at a time. True. And just kind of have them all done. Uh, And, you know, because I I, I like to do minimal editing on my interviews as well, because I don't, you know,
1: I don't need my final.
0: Yeah, I don't need the the final product I'm turning out is not meant to be polished. It's meant to be conversations between people and conversations are weird. You know, they, you know,
1: humans are weird. So it's exactly
0: I mean, humans are 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 still obsessed with a ship that none of us have ever seen 110 years later. So, I mean, like, that
1: says a lot. Then again, I like pirates, so i'm obsessed with a lot of ships i've never seen
0: i think that's cool i'll i'll admit that i i don't have as vast of an overall maritime history as i feel like i should um and it's not not that i'm thinking like oh i'm a negligent person but more just you know like i've looked into titanic enough where it feels as though maybe i should know a little bit like what are outside of titanic for people who don't really know anything about maritime history what are a couple like not big ticket wrecks, but wrecks that really, when you think about it, did a lot for how things are now. In the same way that, you know, Titanic was a big sensation and it involved a lot of safety overhauls and what have you. What are some yeah. wrecks that people really should know about? Because they're far more impactful than people really think.
1: Well, I'm far from a pro as well. Like, I'm Well, you're, just in, you're semi- interested. Yeah, I'm obvious. <laughs> but, like, um, well, it's more like culture, than right? like mm-hmm. I know which ships are big in culture. I know yeah. to a rescue the center lucinia that's sunk in the First World War or something. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest we still have today because it um, sailed onto a mine, I believe. Like with pirate ships, like I believe the um, *Queen Anne's Revenge* from *Blackbeard* is some still sunken somewhere. Um, over in Holland, we have a few um, uh, trade ships from the Dutch East India Company rebuilt, oh. so you can check that. And of course, the most infamous. Um, Ghost ship that exists comes from the Dutch, the Flying Dutchman.
0: You know what's really funny is that up until now, even though it is called the Flying Dutchman, I just hadn't considered that it was Dutch. I that seems so <laughs> stupid. Why
1: yeah, of course it's Dutch. Yeah, you don't think about it too much because it's such a it's a worldwide thing. Like if you see a ghost ship with red sails, you don't think first, oh yeah, right, they come from the Netherlands. No, you <laughs> think, oh, shit, that's a ghost ship. Uh help.
0: Yeah, to be fair, I don't think if it landed in my front lawn, I'd be like, excuse me, your port of origin is... I think it would just be more of a...
1: Although, I would hope for them that they would land in your front lawn. Not because I want any mishap on you, but their curse is that they can't leave the sea. They Basically, Um... they um, sailed away on a Christian holiday, and they started floating, but they can never come down again. So, like the same, but, um, I don't know if you watched the of KB movies.
0: I've, I've seen, I know, I've seen the first one. I've seen a couple of the sequels, but it's In been a long time. the second and the
1: third one, you have that huge guy with, like, the tentacle beard, right? Yeah,
0: Davy Jones. I, I
1: ha- yeah, david Jones. I have him somewhere. I have a pirate ship standing behind me, so. Uh, this chap.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember And he, the
1: reason, and I'm not like David Jones is kind of like the Grim Reaper, but the sea version. Yeah. But the curse of him that he can only step in land once every 10 years is based on the Flying Dutchman that can't reach land at all. Mm-hmm. So you only see them at sea, but where they give letters to their uh, loved ones, who, of course, are already dead as well. Interesting. So I think if you would see them in your backyard, you would be pre- they would be pretty happy because it would mean the curse is broken.
0: That's true. I will also say though I don't live myself near the ocean, but the state that I live on does border the ocean, so they could have just gotten a little lost on the way to the water.
1: True. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I think I think they would be ecstatic with that. But, yeah, that's, that's like true. that's one of the myths I like. Like same with uh, it's a bit of a uh, oftense but with Johnny Cash with Ghost Rise in the Sky. I'm I find it like, interesting, that's a country song, but it's like right, with right. people with horses driving through air. It's so interesting that they are trapped somewhere forever and they have to travel. I don't know, it's just an interesting myth to me. Like it's a, a kind story. of,
0: yeah, it's not a super common one, but I mean, you do hear it. I think every culture has some sort of myth uh, that ends in, and they were, you know, cursed, banished to wander the earth forever, never yeah. able to escape. There's, there's, there's a lot of variations
1: on that one. And because it's such an interesting um, for me then, such an interesting punishment because, well, it lasts forever. Yeah. But they just keep roaming and roaming. And in a way, it's kind of um, appealing as well if you romanticize it because you get to travel forever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Yeah, when would it eventually will suck because you can't reach home anymore? Well, that is
0: a fair point. Yeah. Eventually the novelty might wear off and it might just be like, ah, oh, shit.
1: Yeah. But then again, I have the complete opposite because I have struggled with agoraphobia for a while. Mm. So I, on the other hand, have a issue with leaving home. Like, that's yeah. the she's about. So that's a nice contrast as well. Like, they can never go home and I have to struggle. And for a while, I couldn't go anywhere except home. So maybe that's a interesting dynamic as well, why it intrigues me so much, because it's literally the polar opposite from my condition.
0: I can see that. I, it is always interesting to literally consider the opposite of whatever you have. Like if,
1: yeah. if
0: you don't have any anxiety, which I, I have anxiety coming out of my yeah. ears. Right. Yes. But it's like, I can't, I, I, I am literally unable to imagine what it must be like to not have anxiety. I yeah. just, I I cannot imagine what that's like. And it's, it is fascinating in a way because you're just, it it makes you wonder like what must that be like, you know? Oh,
1: and the, I had it for, I have, Got an anxiety kind of recently mm-hmm. so before that i used to um fight kickboxing matches for example so i do have the two extremes so it's, it's an interesting balance and i think that's what at least pulls me to the the, the that, that's part of the scene like it's such an extreme and especially now that with the new current condition it, it gives it an extra layer right
0: where does for you where does titanic play into it because um, Titanic isn't a myth
1: ob- I mean, obviously,
0: there's myths surrounding really? it but unlike, you know, the Flying Dutchman which is a myth or, you know whatever yeah. the case may be you know, this is a real thing
1: Yeah, but there, it's it still has even if it's not, uh, if even if it's real it's a legend, same as with the Flying Dutchman and True. I remember that there are like three Titanic children movies, I believe and <laughs> The animated ones? Yeah, and I read that they <laughs> suck, like I was scrolling past the forum, and they were like, these movies suck. And I was like, "Uh, but that's how I got into them, and I enjoyed them. Like, I wasn't aware how much they were hated, but there was, like, uh, the one with the mouse that plays soccer, I believe, and the giant octopus that shuts them back together. (laughs) That's the the way how I started it. (laughs)
0: I haven't seen the movies but a friend of mine sent me a clip from one of them which is again we saw it in the English version version yeah. version where um in the course of about 4 seconds a uh, a woman mouse folds the same sweater three times uh, a cat eats the tries to eat the child mouse and is thwarted by a dog who then immediately starts rapping
1: I think I this was was the one who was rapping like, that's, I believe, is another movie. But okay. the funny thing is, I, I, on the other hand, I haven't watched the camera movie yet because I just haven't gotten to it. Ah. Like, the children movies, they were my entrance to it. And I was like, wow, it's a pretty cool story with the big ship and it sings. And then people work together and bring it back.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a cool myth. Yeah.
1: And, well, I like, as I said, as a person who enjoys pirates and shit, there's something majestic about big ships. And I like history in yeah. general. So from there on it started. And the best um, history is the one with the best stories. And you can make a whole lot of stories about it because you have 3,000 people there. So with all the people that were there and how it influenced like the people who died and what it could have been. And there's lots of interesting media behind it. So that circles it all back. Like I've watched the main Titanic movement. For instance, I have seen... A movie about um, a woman in the the Britannic had a movie too, I believe. It's like a real life movie about the Britannic, which I believe
0: that I I I don't uh, mm, give me a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that. Pretend I knew it all the time. (laughs) Uh, Yes, called Britannic. It is 2000. It is from the year 2000. Um. Uh, I, the, I I don't recognize any of these people. Nah, it's Men. probably
1: like the same with like after Jaws came out there came a lot of movies with scary bear chasing people and scary dogs. So it's the same principle. Titanic did well, so we grab that other ship and tell a drama about that. But the woman uh, who's the main character in that, she, for instance... Um, Amanda Ryan. Yeah, she has been on at least Titanic and Britannic. Um, maybe even on the Olympic when that had a um, collision. Which uh, And they, it got parts from Titanic, which delayed Titanic and stuff. And so people believe she was cursed because, well, you were there when the Olympic... Are you, talking, into about, something.
0: Are you talking about Violet Jessup? I think yeah sorry the um the character that we were talking about in the movie britannic um yes. is named vera campbell i think that's a fake yeah. person because it says uh the plot of the movie says a british female spy is ordered to monitor suspected german saboteurs on board the titanic sister ship the britannic during world war one yeah during the voyage she becomes infatuated with the ship's chaplain but is shocked to discover that he is one of the german agents he is supposed to be tracking
1: yeah and i believe oh. he uh in what's maybe the worst cg i've ever seen he dies by um but unlike the Titanic, with the Britannic, the uh, engines keep going. So this <gasps> rowboat comes down and it is... Boom. Great. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Not a not fun way to go, I suppose. Yeah, no. I believe, um I'm not sure if it's her or if it's another woman aboard the ship. It's been a while since I watched the movie. But um, basically, her plot is she has been on all three. She was there when... Oh, the, when so she must be...
0: Something? She must be based off of the woman... I, sorry, I was talking about a real-life passenger, Violet Jessup,
1: who was on all three ships. She must be based on her. It, it might be based on her, yeah, but, like... Neat. Like, that's an interesting myth, too. Like, how the hell do you get to all three ships when they run into something? And, uh, yeah, so that's what stood out for me. Like, uh, if you read more about, like, all the ways that... Um, like, a lot of dominoes fell exactly the right spots to make the Titanic sink. Right. Like I read, I read some rumors about that there was a fire w- which weakened the hull where the in the coal bunker, hit. yeah. Or, um, for instance, there was a book about it that I read, and that there was a, a myth about um, if you saw a uh, engine worker who shot coal in it, mm-hmm. that um, your ship is cursed that you would sink. And then there, the book, it happens. Huh. I believe there was some. Um, I read something about. Uh, a woman having a law firm which was started by a survivor of the Titanic. Like, it's there is the Titanic itself is kind of interesting, but I always, um, and i watched the main moves and always was intrigued about stories around it. People can make a right. lot of interesting stories around it. Like, yeah, like sometimes it's interesting to read about actual people. So, before the example, the guy that stood in the crow's nest, what happened to him? Uh, for well, Frederick <coughs> Fleet. Yeah, Frederick Fleet and. That he had a pretty shit life after, like, trauma. it was a
0: sad ass life, like, just wrought yep. with tragedy. Yeah,
1: and I was like, I believe there was some a child or something that survived it, and um, he became afraid of the trains or the church bell one of the two because of the trauma. Mm-hmm. So, there's like that's kind of what pulled me in. So, it was, yeah, like everything that happened around it, and that's mm-hmm. when I found the subreddit and was like, yeah, interesting,
0: right. There are a lot of stories like that, and I know th- some of the ones that stick out to me, too, are how um, second officer Charles Lightoller, who is the um, the most senior surviving officer, so, you know, yeah. man of the sea, yeah. um, reportedly could never have, take a bath afterwards, because, yeah. you know, just I mean, I being submerged in ice-cold water over and over and over again, and was, I,
1: was I don't remember. Was guy re- that refused to turn a boat around as well, or was that someone else?
0: um according to testimony mythology that would be fifth officer low but that is you know that is contested as well there's a here's the thing about a lot of the testimony i mean like we were just talking about like people are interesting people are also contradictory and it doesn't mean that they're lying it just means that especially when you're dealing with like can you imagine witnessing the titanic going down and then someone being like putting a microphone in your face being sir sir tell me everything that happened what was it like sir sir Hello?
1: Sir? Yeah, Details? Would, what happened? Well, what happened? Right, and people... More, 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 uh, um, inter- probably the chance we're bigger than That would be man man happen because, well, well, what happened because what
0: right what but i was meaning you specifically yeah. but it would be yeah. like you know you just got off this massive tragedy and people are not only asking you questions but they want a story so they're asking you questions like how did he die where is the captain what happened did you see anything and it's like uh yeah i saw 1500 people die uh witnessed a couple of near murders uh, yeah. A bunch of women got made into widows today. What in the hell do you want me to say? It's, it's, yeah. it's, and then I think now that I'm getting into it more, I'm hearing like, did you hear that this, pe- um, this survivor said this thing and this contradicts what this person says? Like, I know that there's some testimony now where some people are saying, I can't remember who, but they're saying that Quartermaster Hitchens, um, initially panicked when Murdoch gave the order to, um, give the Heart of Starboard and initially turned the wrong way but and, you know, right and right then right. there's right which is like oh sure i mean possible but is it likely i don't know but then of course you have other testimony who's like no Me, hitchens heard think... the order and did what he was told
1: yeah and also like um from when i watched the film like i mm-hmm. have watched the film but of course i have watched the scene of with the iceberg yeah like they didn't tell the guy who was at the helm that there was an iceberg right because well he can't when, see. Uh, the guy calls it was okay. like iceberg and then yeah understood starboard now! Like, yep. he doesn't know why, so it would be odd that he would be spooked by it, because, well, he doesn't know why it goes go starboard, just he has to go.
0: Right, he, he has, might have even been half asleep steering the ship ten seconds ago, because nothing was happening. I'm yeah. not trying to, this is not meant to be blameful, but it's like, until then, nothing was going wrong.
1: Yeah, but, and then this other time, like, a lot of things were going wrong, like, for instance, like, I read somewhere, like, that there would have been a bigger chance that they would have survived if they hit it head-on, because that way the Front with crumper, which you would only have four mm-hmm. compartments ruptured or also that possible. Um, i believe the um, spy glasses the looking the weren't available uh, binoculars on... yeah they be weren't the available...
0: american english term
1: yeah they wouldn't be uh, a yeah, spyglasses one that's right they weren't available oh, yes. on the night of the well, uh... they didn't have
0: them on board
1: yeah but they were like in a locked cabin and the person had locked it and when that's... they changed guards they
0: And that's another, speaking of contrasting testimony, there's some people who are saying that they were locked up and that the person with the key never made it on board. And then there's some people who say that the binoculars themselves just plain ass didn't make it on board. And it's one of these things where there's a lot of contradicting detail testimony, which I'm like, I'm not saying it's unimportant, but I also personally, and this is me, if you want to come, listeners, if you're going to come yell at someone, come yell at me. I don't (laughs) care. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, does not matter why they didn't have the binoculars? The point is, they didn't have the
1: binoculars. Yeah, but then, for instance, like, if they have, would have had the binoculars, would they have spotted it?
0: I don't think so. I've made this argument now, before, and my argument is, have you ever used binoculars in the dark? They're not uh, night
1: vision goggles. <laughs> no, but I believe that the way it is, like, they didn't see the iceberg itself. First, they saw, like, a rimpling or something for the water. So, I'm not sure what they were looking for, but... Probably and that's the other noise, thing but they would have seen it earlier
0: maybe i i personally again i have i have been an idiot when i was a kid when we had yeah. like binoculars and i put them up to my eyes in the dark like yeah. i can see and it's like no you cannot see the tree line it is still dark yes. outside but
1: like, I you're...
0: <laughs> sure i mean it's but i could be wrong this, like i said these are all my opinions yeah i wasn't there
1: but that's the fun part for me of because i don't know <laughs> I can think about, like, what would have happened if that would have happened? Like, I yes. have no clue. But, yeah. like, like and yeah, there's lots of misinformation around, like, for instance, I believe for a while that the captain wasn't fair, hadn't done a good job at that voyage because his name got kind of slandered because he sunk the, the sinkable ship, but turns out I believe that that was fake as well.
0: There's There was a lot going on around Captain Smith, because the thing of the matter is, is that when a pi- when a plane goes down, you all blame the pilot, yeah when the ship goes down, everyone blames the captain and I well, do
1: especially I... such a seasoned captain because it was like oh yeah. the thingy like he was yeah their, this was uh, Brady so to say
0: he was like the flagship captain, you know, yeah. Mr. We're looking at you as an example and yeah. I am sure that you know at the in the grand scheme of things because he was the captain, I'm sure he bears some responsibility in there. I just Definitely. don't know exactly what it is. Like, should he have probably not given the orders to sail in the ice? Absolutely. That's
1: a yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty hindsight. obvious like, one. Exactly, exactly. And
0: that's hindsight.
1: And also, how many ships do you know that, were, that did hit an iceberg or sink? Like, that was apparently pretty rare as well. And then there's the was... With the California could have come in and saved people. But the, the thingies were turned off because they had, like, yep. a loud blast with the headphone before. Well, like Like when I'm listening to music and it goes to the song, it is mm -hmm. like, you go, like, I can understand that you would throw your headphones off.
0: Oh, it's not only that, but unlike now when you can basically have like 24 seven call centers and stuff, they had like radio hours. So at a certain point, like you're off duty. You don't have to be sitting there anymore. Yeah. And And I totally understand why you wouldn't. Yeah. Like my shift is done, dude. And my ship is not in peril. So I'm going to bed.
1: Yeah, but the Titanic guy who turned off I believe, he already had a shit night as well because he had to send a lot of messages because uh, the passengers had a lot of things to say which they no doubt thought they were important.
0: It's really important to let everybody know that you wore your green gown to dinner.
1: Yeah.
0: If you don't let everyone know, it may as well not have happened.
1: Yeah, and the blue emeralds fitted it very well, so that has to be known for the next fashion season.
0: Yeah, it looked way better than when Marjorie wore that blue necklace, which was clashing with that hat.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the big hats, but like... Some of them are insane. I mean, probably, (laughs) like, the fun thing, like, same with ghost fashion as well, like, because I, in a way, it's good that I don't know a lot about it, because Mm -hmm. that lets the fancy run rampant. Like, same with fashion, I don't know a lot about fashion, so I just see big hat, and then if it matches with the rest, I don't care. Sure. So that's for me. That's like because I don't know about it. You can have the myth, which in a way makes it more interesting.
0: That's I, a valid point.
1: Like I enjoy like reading about it and like um, I've watched a YouTube channel for a while that's talked about sunken ships. Uh, I remember the Titanic and the Edmund Fitzgeralds is a, a big one. Aha, uh-huh,
0: my two favorite wrecks.
1: Yeah, well, I I didn't know much about it, but um, there's a song about it from Gordon Lightfoot. I love that
0: song so much. I think I'm the only person in the world that might torture a bar with a karaoke rendition of that. Like, hey, you're all having a good time? Want to hear a slow song about a ship that went down? Here you go.
1: I'm not much of a singer. I know that, but
0: (laughs) It's a good song. Any of my listeners musician. Hey! He's showing me a really cool bass. I love the color.
1: Thank you. I, uh, I call it the Midnight Express. See, that's a little sticker.
0: I dig it. I love it. Yeah. I, I do more and more singing, but I. Re- that's a great Speaking of, like, pretty iconic songs, obviously. I mean, if, even if you yeah. haven't seen James Cameron's Titanic film, you've, I'm sure, heard My Heart Will Go On at least once. But, yeah,
1: although um, well, well, I can't say, like, um, with the music, I'm a huge fan. Like, you can see mm-hmm. my background, you can see motor. Yeah, yeah. Or- well, the,
0: the point I was making was going to make was that, you know, having having a, a pretty iconic song attached to something helps increase visibility, because in the sure. same way, like I will Jesus, I'll fully admit that I didn't know much about the the fits, but right. I was I don't know where I was. I was driving somewhere with my dad and I was explaining Spotify to him yeah. and he was like, so you can look up any song. And I was like, any song. And he was like, well, I want to show you a song. and He played The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I'd never heard mm-hmm. it before. And I was just like, what is this?
1: I mean, this is, is a great song in general, so I do
0: like a sea shanty. And I do like how the Gordon Lightfoot song it has it's not a, an outright sea san- shanty. Nope. She no. Jesus. Sea shanty. It is yeah. not an outright sea shanty, it's- but it has some oh. elements.
1: Yeah, it's both well, it's like a country is a is a type of folk music. Yeah, yeah, it's folksy. It's a of folk music.
0: It's a folksy yeah. sea shanty. It's it's definitely of like of that kind of country, soul thing. But it I like that it was... I've heard some songs that are written about like events or disasters, and they basically are like a historical paragraph set to music. But I yeah. like how his is an actual song.
1: Well, to add on to that, like speaking of music that makes something memorable by setting an historical paragraph, a good fiction example for that is hanging right behind you. Like, you have the Avatar posters.
0: I Fire do. I would be
1: nearly as famous without um, Leaves from the Fine.
0: I have a Avatar The Last Airbender scrolls behind me for my, uh, yeah. for the people who can't see. I only have two of the four. I've got Fire with Zuko and I've got Air with Aang. I missed uh,
1: Toph and Katara. Fire. Fire is the best element, so.
0: Fire is the best element, and but yeah, I also but like look- Fire.
1: And everyone loves Iroh, but you love Iroh even more because Leaves of the Fine from the Bao Xingxi episode.
0: Jesus! How dare you bring up that song? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the same voice. Oh. So even more legendary, and that's added with real life elements as well because um, Marco, the first oh, cool. voice actor, passed away not long after. So yeah, that's how yeah. yeah. myth and legend combined with real life makes the best stories.
0: And you're absolutely, you're right there too. And, you know, bringing up that song, which again, it, that is one thing I will also say about um, Leaves from the Vine is that it is a profoundly short song. It yeah. is, I think, probably maybe 30 seconds long, but it doesn't need to be longer. Yeah. I'm including the music. I'm including the music. Like the yeah. whole thing is short.
1: It's, it's like only three things. But yeah, a song. Yeah. Like but does it doesn't need to be long. Like, for instance, with Moderate, like I'm a big fan of, their mm-hmm. most famous songs, like two minutes something.
0: Yeah. It doesn't need to be a long song.
1: Yeah, like, long songs are cool, too, but, like, sometimes you can bring the person with, like, two minutes, or, like, punk bands, like the Misfits, they have a one-minute song. American
0: Pie, the the song, is, like, ten minutes freaking long.
1: Yeah, but that repeats a lot as well.
0: Yeah, it repeats too much. Yeah. I like the song, but it does, it,
1: it, 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 it leaves you wanting, it leaves you with the like a good example of the opposite, um, Bruce Springsteen's Hail on Fire. That's a very good song, but it's so short that it leaves you wanting more. Right. Uh, a, modern, not-
0: a modern example for me, which is like some people may disagree, and I'm not talking about popularity, I'm talking about impact. Mm-hmm. Over the pandemic, Lil Nas X released that song Montero, and that just blew the United States apart for a hot minute. Number one, a lot of people liked it. And number two, it was like, a black gay man made a catchy song. And it's like, it's not even a long song. It's not a five minute song. It's like a two and a half minute bop. And people were big pissed about it. Uh, it, it well, don't, you don't need a lot to say a lot. Li- so you don't need to say a lot to say a lot.
1: Is that the song where he does a striptease in hell? Or yes. Is that, the... that is yeah, exactly like that song. I haven't watched um, that song. I'm not a huge rap fan. Like, I watch. I listen to. <laughs> you now that's it. But like, mm-hmm. country, I listen to that. That's my yeah. main um, um, thing. Genre mm-hmm. to switch things up when I'm not listening to metal. So Billy Ray Cyrus, the All Time Road was very uh, good as well. So I that's just, where I know from.
0: I just realized the other day. Okay, so I'm not. I didn't grow up listening to country, even though I'm from the United States. But I do know who Billy Ray Cyrus. Is, and when I was little, I had this series of VHS tapes called like Kid Songs or something. And I think that they would do. They would have kids singing versions of songs and for the most part i don't think they would pick you know pretty wholesome songs so you don't have to change the lyrics but i think i've now realized fully as an adult that i had learned a children's version of the chorus to achy breaky heart until recently because i learned that it goes um uh, i just don't think he'll Mm understand if you tell my heart my achy breaky heart it might blow up and kill this man I think yeah. that's the line. Uh, in the kids songs version it goes, it might break down and crack like an egg. And I thought that was the real words until this year.
1: <laughs> I mean the way he delivers it both would work.
0: I, <laughs> I mean think. it's it's a funny line either way. Not funny. It's a good it, it we're, you get the point either way. Yeah. I but, mean,
1: I've known Billy Ray Cyrus since <laughs> childhood as well, but not because of Billy Ray Cyrus, but because of Hannah Montana being on the Missy Channel.
0: It is so weird how we, you know, like, it doesn't sound like we're, we're not really talking specifically about Titanic, but it's like, mm-hmm. you connect so many little dots together towards like, yeah, yeah, even if you don't, if you're too young for Billy Ray Cyrus, as a musician, you know him as quote, unquote, Hannah Montana's dad. Yeah. It's, it's so wild how the perception can shift in yeah. just, as, as time passes and, you know, torches pass and what have you, you know.
1: Yeah, that's the interesting part about stories. How Mm -hmm. it shapes culture. Like, sure, like, um, if I am bored or if I'm on the toilet, I will... It's interesting to read, like, something informative. Like, Mm -hmm. one real-life detail that made me go, oh, shit, was... um, There is, like, it was a two-picture post post on Reddit with how the ship lights looked when it sunk. Mm -hmm. And how it actually looks when it sunk. But it's, like, only small... Red light right. in darkness, and yeah, that was freaky. But most Oof. of all, like the same with the ghost stories. I like the stories and how I like culture and stuff like that. So that's where same. it comes from. That's the interesting thing. Like Titanic itself, I mean, it's interesting that it sunk to an iceberg, and it's interesting, and in a kind of dark way, funny that the unsinkable ship sunk the in its first voyage. Right, but the reason we still talk about the thing today is because of its cultural impact, not because exactly. of the ship itself. Like, it was a cool ass ship and it was a huge ship and modern, and all that. But the right. the Queen Elizabeth II, or after that huge cruise ship, is called that, has a lot that's that's not the biggest ship, that also has a lot of modern thingies. But it's fortunately for the ship, it doesn't have the interesting sinking story, and that's right. why it you won't. Meet a lot of um, people who are obsessed about that, mm-hmm. and of course, the big movie, uh, yeah. hi- the highest racing movie for like, I don't know how long. That helps too, of course.
0: It definitely it, it does, and you know it. It's not to say that other shipwrecks are unimportant. I don't. You know that's not the that's not the the, the is lesson yeah the lesson here is not like unless you have a major blockbuster movie made about you your death is insignificant it's like that's not the point it's no. just that it definitely helps keep something alive, and also it's like it wasn't quote-unquote any old ship like at the time when it was built it was a statement piece from the white star no. line so it was like a big deal kind of even back then not because they were like this is going to be the biggest thing ever but because they're like this is the biggest thing we've done as a company like this is, look at us we're yeah. we're making moves here yeah, and, and then it, it went so
1: wrong. Any company had because they were like, yeah, to their back against the, I want to say custard line? before they made that sh- those ships.
0: Right. Of course, other
1: shipwrecks aren't unimportant. Like, right, history is always important, and you must learn from it. Like what we did with the compartments. Yeah. But um, stories stick. Like, mm-hmm. um, if I can, like there are, for instance, like, like metal. There are a lot of metal bands arounds. And there have been yeah. a lot of metal bands. There will be a lot of metal bands coming. There's and a lot in Amsterdam.
0: Important. Like Amsterdam's sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was like, Amsterdam's actually supposed to be a pretty big hub for like metal music. Am I wrong?
1: I'm not sure. Mostly oh. if I heard people about Amsterdam, I hear them more talking about uh um, mookers and uh weeds. Okay, never mind, sorry. That's right. I think um the Nordic countries, uh Norway, Denmark, Sweden are more like, we have our metal bands, too, but, like, Fair. England and the Scandinavian countries are the...
0: Scandinavia is, uh, they do kind of uh, rule the roost when it comes to metal Well,
1: we get, I believe we get confused a lot because this is Dutch pro-wester I follow because, well, Dutch-Dutch. Mm. Gotcha. And Danics. people think he's Danish, thought he was Danish a lot, so maybe that's where the mix-up goes from. Ah,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I,
1: I, I thought I, I had a fun yeah.
0: fact. Turns out I have yeah.
1: misinformation. I mean, it's a fun fact, but yeah, I I mean, I, I could be wrong as well, but eh. like, I, there most metal bands I know, they are like Scandinavian, English, or American. Like, for instance, I like metal and like trash metal, fast metal. Mm-hmm. like Megadeth, Slayer, Exodus. They are all very important for making that music. Right. They are great bands. Metal, as we know today, probably wouldn't have existed in this form without them. Sure. But they don't have a song that is. Ingrained in culture, so that's why they are less known, and that's why they will uh, slightly fade away slightly a bit sooner. Maybe not Slayer because they're very fanatic fans, but Slayer well, has
0: managed to kind of cross, it's, which is much rarer for metal bands, I will say. But they're one yeah, of the ones are, that have kind are, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They took that yeah, step into the mainstream, kinda. Yeah, Lucky. and they are
1: all very important with their music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the band, the metal band, most people remember is the one that has the cultural impactful song. Enter Sandman, Nothing Else Matters, 1, Metallica. Yeah. Like, in 100 years or something, the band who we will probably remember is Metallica. That's they are the best, best trash band, per se. I mean... I think so, but that's for some point. <laughs> um, they are obje- objectively the best trash bands. They did a lot of innovations with, like, Master Puppets, but yeah, stay that they were Raining Blood, but because they have Enter Sandman, or 1, or on Nothing Else Matters, it yeah. jumps out. It has that link with culture, which is why I remember it. And the same, like, Titanic isn't the biggest shipwreck. That's the Lithuania thing with the... Um, yeah, in Germany.
0: Yeah.
1: It isn't even the biggest shipwreck much class. That's Britannic. Or yeah. or called gigantic. But because it has the story, it's sinking and all the stories around it is why we remember the Titanic and not the gigantic to a lesser degree.
0: Yeah, the Britannic and the Olympic kind of get just kicked by the wayside, and again, not because yeah. they were like small or anything, but as you, you know, this was—it had the story attached to it. I use for people who don't quite get Titanic, I use an exa- like an example of something that obviously never happened. I say, I tell them it's like imagine the opening of Disney World. Yeah, Walt Disney was there. The celebrities of the time were there. You know, it was such a big deal. Now imagine, because it's Florida, that there had been an earthquake. And half that park fell into the ocean and we lost a bunch of people. Like we lost, you know, Vivian Lee, Carrie U.S., you know, Disney himself.
1: Yeah,
0: It would have been a huge freaking deal. And, you know, yeah, maybe obviously another entertainment company would have stepped in and filled the gap. But I'm pretty sure people would still be talking about like, oh, my God, do you remember Disney Doomsday? Disney Doomsday, man. Oh, my God. Do you remember Disney World? Disney World? Disney World? It would be. This forever thing because it would have been, you know, opening week for this massive park, all the celebrities, and oh shit, they're gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. And being the first of the culture, biggest always helps. Like there were a lot of um, yeah. wrestling promotions. And for instance, um, when WrestleMania ran, that's the biggest wrestling show in the world, mm-hmm. there was another show called StarCast. Oh. They ran head to heads. And while well, there were some TV shenanigans of um, WWE. Pushing down to get their show up, and if you don't promote, if you pr- put their show, you ain't getting WrestleMania the biggest show. But why is WrestleMania so big? Because they also have culturally relevant people that Mr. T from the 18th, Dead, yeah. Cindy Lauper. Like, as a culture, we kind of uh, remember things like that we all remember. Like, I once heard um, Boston More Than a Feeling. Like, I heard someone joke that that's the white people song. Because if you. What get- song? Yeah, because if you put it in a bar like everyone who's No, what
0: song? I didn't I didn't catch um,
1: it. I believe um Boston more than feeling It's just a smart boy.
0: Oh uh, Journey.
1: Yeah, sorry that one.
0: Uh Journey. Uh don't stop believing. Yeah, yeah. sorry. That is Yep. That yeah. and Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline's another great white person yeah. song. You know that Sweet one? Sweet
1: Caroline also does it well on England, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that's
1: another yeah. one. <laughs> Like they are, they are excellent songs, but are they really the best songs we ever have made? No. but because it's so culture big, like, you ju- the culture will remember, will remember certain things together, like mm-hmm. Titanic, like uh, Don't Stop Believing, Sweet Caroline, and that's why it gets immortalized.
0: It's also interesting when I think about what um, what disasters and tragedies do get not get to, but get grip in that way. Because you know, for example, I think I've brought this up a thousand times on the show, but just because it's the most relevant example, like 9/11 happened here in the United States, um, and that became that's a thing now. Like, you cannot get through September the 11th in this country,
1: and even then, only parts of September the 11th we remember the Twin Towers but yes. the Pentagon got hit that day as well. I was and just yet, about to uh, say
0: that, because I live in the D.C. area, and I remember my mother coming to pick me up early from um, from school, because she works in, worked in a government building, and she was like, yeah, they sent us home, so get in the car.
1: Yeah, fair. And, like, yeah, like, Penta- the Pentagon thingy, but maybe also because it got completely rebuilt, like nothing ever happened.
0: It was minor. Like with the altitude, minor? The- the it was mentality. minor in comparison.
1: Yeah, they were, like, huge and huge... They dominated yeah. the New York skyline. Uh, the replacement is the biggest building as well. And mm-hmm. there were more civilian deaths. Well, that's yeah. why. That's the most famous one. And then on place two, you have the one that was going for either Congress or the White House that got taken down. There you have the story of the heroic people. Or well, mm-hmm. or there are probably some conspiracy theories about that. But... Like the the heroic people took it down.
0: We do not have time to get into conspiracy theories around 9-11. Yeah. Well, we do have the time, but you might lose your mind.
1: Yeah, like something with jet beams or steel, metal beams and jet engine. Yeah, Some people
0: like, are like, well, the Pentagon one didn't happen because it got repaired so quickly. It's like, do you not know how construction works?
1: Well, I, what I heard with the plane that um, got taken down was like that there was a rumor that it was shut down to prevent it from crashing somewhere else which seems unlikely but
0: we would have heard about it if they'd shot down a plane that was headed to do anything
1: negative like that would be also how do you know that's the plane that's gonna do it like in that that case you can shoot down the entire fleet because i don't like the way that one's flying yeah (laughs) yeah it is interesting what what becomes
0: part of the well, the, not the cultural like day-to-day landscape like when i say 9-11 i don't have to contextualize it i don't have to be yeah when the plane hit the thing i say 9-11 yeah. everyone ah, you and say not,
1: e- not even only in america you even yeah, here like i am thousands of miles away from where you are uh-huh But even we know oh yeah 9/11, that's
0: the thing you know it's the same way as if someone says you know auschwitz you know it's like you don't need to contextualize yeah. for me i know what that is I, i'm aware of it you know titanic oh, yeah. got it yeah.
1: Yeah, funny thing is, I have a friend that was born on that day, like on 9-11, 2001. Yeah, the exact day.
0: Your four friend.
1: Yeah. I that's, mean, like having,
0: that's like having your birthday on on negative Christmas.
1: Well, yeah, true. But to be fair, it is less of a thing here. Like, we won't go in. Also uh, valid. That's and Well, she was literally just born when it happened. So I don't think it impacted her memories much. But it's like, oh, oh, so you're born dead.
0: It's kind of like how Melvina Dean was the youngest survivor from Titanic. She was like six weeks old or something when she was rescued. And it's like, I don't, I think she even spoke out about it multiple times during her life. She passed away recently where she was like, yeah, I don't remember anything. I was an infant. An infant,
1: people. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know how it goes for her, but like my first memory was my fourth birthday where I got like a cake and a big yellow Lego truck. i could i could have yeah so i could have saved the world for all i know when i was between one and three (laughs) if i go back in the the head like as if i was born like the moment the well mike movie as it were start playing was the moment boom i got that truck that's when the real here starts catching on for me again that's like if it would be the movie from my perspective it's like the opening scene boom happy fourth birthday yeah what why not three years
0: yeah. i think so mine would open up in the hospital in 1991 i had open heart surgery i was there mm-hmm. and this is we didn't have you know we were talking about tech before i clicked the uh the record button so you know this is pre on demand pre kids tv this is vhs's and like jerry springer and the news yeah. and also for people at home who are younger than this the tv ended at a certain point like the broadcast day ended there yeah. was an end to the day
1: yeah, and, and then, I then like, you either got i'm not sure how it goes in america but uh-huh. here you either got like tell cell that's like you uh, buy this toaster for mm-hmm. something to infomercials yeah or um the weather certain channels for
0: uh, an audience above a certain <laughs> <level>. <laughs> we did have those but we also had the weather but Anyway, my earliest memory would click in in that hospital because I was absolutely furious to find out that my mother had loaned out my VHS copy of The Little Mermaid to another little girl in the ward because she is a nice person and I am not.
1: Also, was... what? also you could lead the weather forecast into one of those movies. What's the weather like? Wet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know what else is wet? The Little Mermaid.
1: Whee! Hey. Yeah, I, I mean, I've watched that show first, whether than uh, questionable movies. Integrated again, and, uh, weather. I would spend that night. Sounds fun.
0: I I would love integrated weather. Like if Netflix had a feature where it could like attune your weather to the show you're watching. I was I've been watching the new um, they made a show about Wednesday Addams from the Addams Family, so I've started yeah, watching. Yeah, and it's pretty gothy. So it'd be kind of funny if you know, in between episodes two and three, it was like, hey, do you want to know your weather? It's just as likely to rain as you are to bleed. <laughs> here's
1: episode three
0: and it would be like that's great thank
1: that's you well i'm <laughs> like, not the biggest wednesday fan like i i i watch relatively few things because like the bass mm-hmm. guitar takes up all my time and writing and all that stuff good for but, you yeah i mean it's a fun hobby and uh no, no I, it is
0: that wasn't sarcastic it's like no that's yeah. a, probably a much better thing to do which is what i do within watching wednesday while I mean, on being on bo- your phone both,
1: both is fun to do uh, <laughs> one's productive both are, in that way a good thing to spend but I probably am more likely to impress a girl with my bass guitar than with Netflix. That's fair. So, but um, like, I don't watch a lot. I haven't watched that show yet. I might, but um, I don't know much about Wednesday Addams. But neither do I. I do know that um, her parents, Morticia and Gomez. Thank you. Uh, I fucking adore their relationship. Same, I do too. That's the goal.
0: I have to say too that again, I, I did not, you know, I I my my father's from India and my mom, you know, she grew up in the United States, but was not, you know, her her father is from the Philippines, so you know, non-traditional backup um growing up. So yeah. I didn't grow up with the Adams family. I've never seen the movie, I've never seen the original TV show, and I've never read the comics. So I went into this show completely blind to it. Um, you don't need to have seen any of it. I get some of the references, like I know the theme song you know, do, 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 snap, snap. I'm like, I know that. So there's a few allusions to things that even I can pick up on because they're cultural. But as you pointed out their relationship, and it also parallels to something I've talked about on the show a little bit with Jack and Rose is -hmm. that their relationship is not one that's traditionally covered in media, but as you pointed out, it is a much better form of goals. These are people who are in love with each other, not, you know in some sort of weird psychotic codependency like if you leave me i'll die but they love each other because they love each other and Although,
1: that's i would make a difference there between morticia and uh, gomez and sure. Jack rose to be fair when rose left check he did die so there's one difference that's very true <laughs> But I would argue that um, Morticia and Gomez, because it goes longer, it's a more yes. healthy relationship. Like,
0: Absolutely, Jack and Rose
1: could have been that, but well, we don't know because after it, they they yes. they uh. Right, I it think we're... To, uh, to glorify um something that hasn't yet reached potential, like um a lot of the, Mozart, <laughs> for instance, they still play into the seventies, like with Mozart Lebby played into the seventies, and while well, he did a good, but like with Kiss, you see them. This is our third retirement tour, blah blah blah. Right. And then like, you go, know, uh, You're a bunch of old men now, just go to bed.
0: That's for instance,
1: like whereas with Nirvana, for instance, or in with um, that Zeppelin, you can't have that because uh, they aren't around anymore. Like the drummer died from that Zeppelin, I believe, and you mm-hmm. never want to get another Nirvana because Kurt died. Yeah. You don't know if Kurt would have been the, held in the same reference because right. uh, he, he's dead. It's true. Morticia and Gomez, you like that's the difference with Jack and Rose, it could have been great. But there is no guarantee for all you know maybe they would separate in three months. You don't know. What I was
0: gonna bring up though wasn't necessarily the longevity, but it was the concept of not wanting to change the other. Like at never point and at no point in you know, Morticia and Gomez is where she's like, I wish you'd be more this. He's never like, I wish you'd be more this. It's always just You are divine as you are, and I like that about Jack and Rose. You're right; it's only three days, but there's never a point where he was like, "If you were a little less this," or if she was like, "You know, if you just had more money." They're like, "You are you."
1: Yeah, Jack, Take it. more money would be a weird uh, demand, oh. as well. But, but Yeah, I then, like know. like the um, the other guy. I don't know. Uh, Herb uh, Cal. Cal, Billy
0: Zane, the the incomparable Billy Zane.
1: Oh, but Cal does try to make her this fancy lady and all that shite. Uh, yeah. Jack's Jack was like, oh, "No, you're yeah. you. I you, mean, that's your, like that's true. That's a f- way more healthy um, dynamic, and it's a pretty healthy dynamic. It just can't. It's just that it's oh, they're children. The they're they're children. <laughs> it just doesn't set the test against a healthy relationship. For no, it it's it, it so more impressive.
0: You're no, but you're definitely right, and uh, you're uh, especially when you're looking at an actual like a real example and not just oh that's a cool trait. Gomez yeah. and Morticia are far more um likely to be that
1: they are proof and great.
0: Exactly. And and it is good to see that in a mainstream portrayal like a a functional married couple who isn't constantly joking about how much wine they need to stand each other and how wouldn't it be nice to just kick her in a ditch and get rid of her once and for all. It's like ah.
1: That's a fun thing because like I wrote uh, I write fiction a bit as well as a LB also, of a questionable kind, but that's beside the point. But, um, I write about a certain fitness, like you've seen my email address, like it's based, that was the mail I um, reached out to you with because well, it's strange on the internet, always a bit more caution. So, my business mail in that case works better. But, um, mm-hmm. villains, at least in the way I watch movies, they tend to have a more healthy relationship with their partners than um, heroes in that regard. Or at least anti-heroes. Like like the sitcoms, they are oh, I have like, my wife, my life. Uh,
0: I I hate
1: sitcoms. Exactly. Like, I hate my wife, I hate my life. Yeah, that's the whole joke. Yeah, but like, for instance with the films, like with Gronk and Isma, even though that ain't a romantic (laughs) relationship, that's a pretty healthy relationship. Uh, She's pretty abusive to
0: Gronk. Be fair, Isma's a pretty awful friend to Gronk. She's not even a friend to him.
1: I mean, Kind of, but on the other hand, she does accept him as he is. But that might also be my uh, preferences.
0: Well, I think it's often a more honest relationship. Like, she doesn't pretend that she likes him. There's no point in time where she's like, oh, yeah, we're best friends. She doesn't lie to him. She's like, you're my henchman, and I need you to get on board with that.
1: Yeah. And also, at the animated show, there they work together a lot as well. Yeah. And, well, to be fair, maybe Isma abuses Kronk a bit, but on the other hand, Skrunk does crush her with a metal with, like, a huge uh, statue when he pulls the lever. So it's more like, maybe she... No, him. he
0: drops her into a crocodile pit.
1: Uh, that's that's one, but, like, they had, they had, like, a show on Disney. Oh, <laughs> I didn't so see that. So Cusco uh, goes to school to get his uh, <laughs> high school diploma because you can't be the emperor without the diploma.
0: He's the emperor. Can't oh. he just make that not a role?
1: Yeah, apparently. Like, it doesn't okay. stop a lot of child kings, but... Like yeah, dropping a crocodile, but that's all. That's also technically not. Um, yeah, that's also technically abuse. Like it's slapsticky. Like yeah, it was an accident. It's, um, like even if maybe it's a bit mentally abuse, I don't know. But like it's a dynamic that works for the both of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they do respect each other as boss and henchman. It's a working relationship that works pretty well.
0: I don't know if I have time to push back on that, the, but I do think that there is a little bit. I see what you're saying. In I just I'm going through like Disney villains in my head right now. I'm like Isma's pretty much beats up on him the entire time. Uh, Gaston's pretty awful to LeFou. Uh Dang. Star is terrible to the hyenas.
1: But it, but it might also be, of course. I mean, my main examples, Hook and Smeet. like they kind of care for each other despite this. It. Like it's, it's like maybe, but that's kind also me might be my interpretation because like I said I write a little fanfic about I've written Mm -hmm. so I'm not sure if it's the truth or it's just my interpretation things like how you mentioned with the Titanic that they have like different um, memories of what happens that way we interpret culture a different way as well Mm
0: -hmm. perception and that again like we said people are people are weird it's like everyone's perception is different and sometimes it's about big ticket items like you turned the helm the wrong way and yeah. sometimes it's about small-ticket items, like, I don't know if that animated hyena was being treated properly by union standards. <laughs> like... <I
1: don't> <laughs> but, like, maybe, like, at least Scar doesn't pretend to care for him, like, his workplace. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know, it's like, that
0: weird honesty, where it's just, like, he's not going around being like, yeah, we're we're gonna get married. Yeah,
1: like, it's... I don't know, like...
0: It's a business I, relationship.
1: I not Now, the thing is I was... I can't... I'm not sure why I have the association that villains slash anti-heroes tend to have a more health relationship, but... I, I do have that association, but I'm not sure where it's from. Them, but like, probably maybe because the alternative is even worse. With the "I hate my wife," "I hate my life blah, 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 blah.
0: Which is such an annoying trope, and it's everywhere and constantly. It's just, and it continues to lead into people having like, "Oh yeah, well, it's totally normal to hate your spouse." It's like it, it's not though. You shouldn't hate your spouse. You shouldn't resent them. You should be with someone you care about. But for some reason, we've tricked ourselves into thinking that. Like, I think it is insane. Excuse yeah. me, I think it is absolutely insane that in 2022 people are still buying cake toppers where it's like the bride hauling the groom off to the wedding or like he's got a ball and chain on his ankle it's like what
1: yeah.
0: like really and you're I'm... not even married yet and you're already being like i can't wait and this sucks man
1: yeah i mean yeah then even then like with the hauling off thing at least you could frame it in some possible way like i don't like that sounds to but for instance i'm pretty passive i would say Mm -hmm. like i'm pretty laid back and i'm like "Eh, you do your thing i do my thing so i wouldn't mind uh someone uh hauling me to the altar because like all right you lead the way i don't want to lead you know what you need to do shit right so the implication
0: is that you're being pulled there against your will
1: and that's the problem
0: like it's not like it's a joke and also i don't like that joke either like if you're getting married you should be participating in the planning even if you don't care, because otherwise you're putting the burden on your on your fiancé to do the entire thing, and they're probably not that happy about it. Like, exactly, You don't like have it, to be as involved, but at least pretend you care a little bit, because that otherwise yeah. it just says you don't care about your relationship, which yeah, I know like, that sounds like we're getting super deep, but that's often what happens in these stupid sitcoms and rom-coms.
1: True. Like, for instance, like I said, like I wouldn't mind it, but then it would be a consensual thing. Yeah. Like, for instance, if I want someone in charge, I'm like, all right, that's the thing you work for. Like anything, like almost anything, can be positive if it's agreed upon. But, but the those sitcoms both aren't happy. Yeah. Like, for instance, with Morticia, you could say that she's more like with. Uh, she says like, "Don't torture, don't torture yourself." That's my job. I could say torture is bad, but in that case, it's what they want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, like I mean.
0: Can, it's all about the dynamic of your relationship. Like if you guys yeah. know each other really well and you're okay with like teasing and joking and ribbing and everything, then it's fine. But if you don't and you just start laying into somebody, that's gonna be really cruel to them.
1: Yeah. Or indeed like if they don't want to like if or if you like in case my laid back, if you both are laid back and it doesn't work like that, then you push one to do in a position they don't want. Like that's the important part, like pushing each other in a direction where you both are happy. And working towards something
0: better. Exactly. And, you know, like we already said that, you know, Jack and Rose and Titanic didn't, you know, it was was, was like three days in the same way that Romeo and Juliet was only a few days. You can't make a whole lot of predictions about a relationship. And I know you haven't seen the film, but what I did, like, especially a movie being made in 97. And, you know, I'm a woman, I'm a girl that was growing up at the time I was, you know, eight and was going into the aughts. And in the 2000s, a lot of the movies that were made that targeted young girls and women were the she's all that she's the man 10 things I hate about you um all those movies where the plot line is an, a, a girl goes through a makeover to impress a guy and to have a big blockbuster movie made in 1997 where the woman doesn't do any changing the only yeah. thing she does is realizing stuff about herself where she's like oh I suddenly find that fun it's not like she changed her personality she just broke out of her shell a little bit yeah. And it was refreshing in that way because she, neither she nor the person she was interested in were attempting to change each other. She doesn't want to change for him and he doesn't want her to change for him. And that's a really refreshing dynamic to see because it's not common.
1: True. And it's interesting in the way you want, but like, for instance, this, this day we are as a world, we are getting more and more progressive, more equal, like feminism and shit. Like women can do anything a man can do and all that stuff.
0: Slowly but surely.
1: But yeah. So surely. And, There's still a long way to go, but Mm -hmm. we are getting there. Um, But, for instance, like, these days, it's completely normal that a woman wants to work and do her career. But going back to the villains, um, in 1995 Mm -hmm. was a live-action Quirada movie. And there was the quote to Anita when she says, I want to marry someone and go home and all that stuff. Like, you have talent, don't squander it, and more women have been lost to marriage and war, famine, death, and disease. Mm-hmm. All very progressive talking points, but because the world was a progressive then, they were set by the villain, Cruella. Yeah. It's interesting to see how culture in that changes as well. Like what 20 years ago was like something only a woman wearing dead dogs would say is now a very good and progressive standpoint.
0: Yeah, it was an edgy statement. So yeah, edgy yeah. that they had to make a villain say it. Like, no, we can't yeah. have a hero say this absolutely true thing.
1: Well, they could, but, or more likely, they want to discourage the statement by having a uh, well, even say it.
0: Well, yeah, that is a very different point, too, because
1: that just goes into
0: the whole, like, uh, patriarchy. Yeah,
1: yeah that we associate with that.
0: Exactly. Oh, we associate, you know, women being independent with bad people who kill puppies. Like, uh, great, thanks. Yeah. Well, Mike, thank you so much for putting up with the technical issues, me being sick, you being sick, the world falling down almost 73 times, but finally Wait. making this happen.
1: I mean, like with the, all the build up with the cursed interview, like at one point I was afraid it would never happen. I'm just, I'm glad it's done as well. No, and I can live up to the expectation. Like before we started, I was like, holy shit, how am I gonna fill an hour because I don't know that much about Titanic? I like yeah, it. It's a very yeah. casual interest.
0: It is. And, you know, the whole thing is that for me, like we discussed why it, it holds to this day is because the people that were involved. And for me, what makes the legacy most, uh, most telling to me is knowing about the people that are involved in the community now. It's yeah. like, you, you have an interest in Titanic, and so do I, but they're not 100% of our personalities, and finding out, you know, having that discussion about why myths are interesting and why music is important kind of helps to like, understand, like, why that movie landed the way that it did, so you like, don't need to know everything exactly, to like, get it. Like,
1: you, you probably are, I'm not sure because I still need to watch the rest, but, like, you probably already <laughs> have had on some experts about it, I think. I have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what they have to say, I'm sure, if I'm going to put it on, it's fucking interesting, but... Yeah, like the way that's, it's so funny how Titanic is on, like you have the professionals who live it, but it's just, mm-hmm. just a cultural thing. And that's how yeah. our thing went, because basically what we did is just discussing cultural stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, you're exactly right. And the last note I'm going to leave this on is I had an interview with him, but I think you particularly would really like the book he wrote. Um, it's by Stephen Beale. The book is called Down with the Old Canoe. And the subtitle is A Cultural History of the Titanic Disaster. so it's all about the culture surrounding um his name is steven beal s-t-e-v-e-n and the last name is b-i-e-l i I did an interview with him a while ago super super nice guy really smart Mm -hmm. but yeah the reason i wanted to talk to him was specifically because you know i wanted to look at the impact of everything that happened around it the book's not not about titanic but it's mostly about the you know what happened afterwards and how everyone around it responded that's not in 12 books it's a really cool book. I recommend it for any 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 Titanic fan. It's a super cool read.
1: Yeah. Awesome. yeah I mean, I like history, so... Uh, yeah, I'm going uh, to try to remember it. It's uh, <laughs> Fair oh, it's enough. Oh, shit, it's only eight bucks.
0: Oh, nice. Well, thank you so much for bearing with me, Mike, and for, for coming on the show. It was really fun to talk to you.
1: I agree. It was very fun. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, with that, the cursed interview is done.
0: Oh my gosh, the curse is lifted.
1: At least it gives you a good title, The Curse Interview. Oh, I like that.
0: the curse is broken. Thank you, Mike, for bearing with me. Um, yeah, that, oh my gosh, this has been almost a full year of trying to schedule an interview and him being sick, my being sick, then being busy, and ugh, just wow, but it finally happened. It was done. It was fun, and it was amazing, and if you want to get in touch with Mike, you should follow him on his Instagram. That is instagram.com slash ajax. and to spell that out because, of course, I'll do that for you. It is B L O E m dot A-J-A-X on instagram you should also be sure to follow me the show on all the things and get in touch with me leave me a rating and a review on your podcasting platform that helps me so 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 much and i'll see you guys in the next time bye titanic Talkline was created and produced by me alexia Be sure to keep up with the show on all the social medias at Titanic Talkline on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is all one word, Titanic Talkline, T-I-T-A-N-I-C-T-A-L-K-L-I-N-E. If you want to get in touch, be on the show, sponsor the show, or have a question or anything you want to tell me, send me an email at Titanic Talkline, again, all one word, at gmail.com. That's Titanic Talkline at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Bye!